Special technique. Special technique of shadow boxing. Alexander Usyk 
come May 25th, and that is going to be at the MGM National Harbor in the Washington, D.C. area. Um, you had uh, Alexander Usyk have one of his uh, fights there at the MGM National Harbor at uh, one particular point uh, was a Golden Boy card that, um, you know, did have, I mean, uh, not, not, I mean, uh, excuse me, um, talking about uh, this particular uh, fight that he had uh, where he took on uh, Michael Hunter um, in a fight card that, you know, also included Oleksandr Gavazdik and Vasily Lomachenko. So um, he, he is familiar with uh, being in the MGM National Harbor uh, Arena. Uh, so he'll have this fight here against Carlos Sakama, someone who, you know, is a, a very uh, tough veteran. Um, and like I said, I did have those uh, two fights against Anthony Joshua and Derek Chisora. Uh But, uh, you know, now he's, you know, lined up here against uh, Alexander Usyk. Uh, they did have, you know, a couple of uh, possible matches uh, for Usyk. Um, there was, you know, one with uh, him potentially facing Alexander Povetkin, but that was, you know, out of the card. Um, I think there was, like, one other uh, potential heavyweight contender that they could have had for Alexander Usyk uh, within that date range, uh, but uh, that didn't necessarily happen. Uh, so they have uh, Carlos Packham there, and I think it'll be a good little uh, test for him, uh, you know, for the time being. But, you know, with uh, Alexander Usyk being very skilled, uh, very um, – you know, busy uh, tactician uh, there in the ring, as we, you know, saw in his fight uh, that he had there against Tony Bellew, that uh, he'll be able to use that activity to, you know, overwhelm Carlos Packham, I would say, and uh, not really get uh, put in deep waters uh, there in that particular matchup. Uh, so I kind of like to expect that to be a win for Alexander Usyk in his first fight in the heavyweight division. Uh, they have, you know, particular plans for Usyk uh, to kind of like get him in there against more well-known heavyweights uh, there before they kind of like see if they're going to have him facing Anthony Joshua later on down the line. I don't think that is going to be rushed uh, as a fight that's going to happen later this year. Uh, that would be, like, way too soon uh, there for Usyk. I think that he's going to kind of, like, grow into the heavyweight division, kind of, like, uh, you know, bulk up a little bit, uh, see how he's, you know, able to move around, uh, get some extra movement there as a heavyweight, and then uh, see if he could uh, get in there against, you know, tougher opponents later on down the line. Um, for me, I think that uh, they're going to kind of like slowly build, I would say slowly build um, Alexander Usyk uh, up fight by fight. Um, you know, I would say, what is it? Um, you know, kind of like uh, go bit by bit, piece by piece until 
uh, he gets that, you know, ultimate fight with, um, I would say, Anthony Joshua um, sometime next year, I would pretty much say. Uh, so, you know, with that, uh, that's something that we are going to be looking forward to uh, there in the heavyweight division. But also, uh, we have a couple of other announcements. Uh, we got, like, uh, the fight card that's, uh, you know, there on um, June 1st. Uh, seems like uh, through a uh, boxing scene that they may add, you know, um, another fight into the undercard um, as they have uh, Thomas Lorme lined up to face uh, Rashidi Ellis uh, there. So that, you know, might end up happening or uh, they may announce that that fight is happening uh, sometime uh, next week. Uh, you had the Delorme uh, that did face Jesse Vargas uh, back in October uh, where he ended up uh, having a uh, draw in that particular fight. Uh, so you're going to see if they're going to kind of like put that in there um, with that Joshua Miller fight. Uh, you also you also have part of that card, uh, Khalid Yafai going up against Norbelto Jimenez, and uh, Callum Smith is scheduled to defend uh, his super middleweight title in that particular uh, fight card uh, as well. So that's uh, something that we're going to be uh, looking at uh, later on down the line. Uh, but uh, for now, just wanted to get into the uh, main topics of this particular episode. Um, we have upcoming Later this week, I'd say, you know, on Friday, April 12th, you have the WBA and WBO lightweight championships on the line. Uh, you got Vasilomachenko going up against Anthony Krola. Uh, of course, you had Krola uh, as a former lightweight champion, uh, did lose to Jorge Linares uh, back in 2016. And then uh, they had a rematch in 2017, which uh, Linares won that fight as well. Um, and, you know, now he gets this uh, chance once again to go up against uh, Vasilomachenko. And, I mean, if you kind of, like, try to compare this matchup to Crowley's matchups against uh, Linares, I mean, Linares is, you know, a, a crafty, Crafty guy, lightweight, um, you know, was able to, you know, beat Kola to the punch a few times. The first fight was a fairly close fight. Um, The uh, second fight looked like, um, you know, it was more of a um, fight there where, you know, Linares pretty much had a a clear, (laughs) clear win. He was able to, you know, knock down Kola. Um, in in round seven, and and pretty much Linares was clearly winning uh, by the you know the end of the fight. Uh, so the thing about that is is you have it to the point of um where you just uh, saw that Linares was a much better fighter than Anthony Crowley. Um, now 
here. Of course, we know that Barcelona was able to beat uh, Jorge Linares uh, in the fight uh, that they had there last year, um, which was, you know, pretty good uh, fight there that they had uh, back in May of 2018. Um, uh, but then, you know, Lomachenko was able to take that uh, WBA uh, lightweight championship and then uh, later on down the line end up uh, unifying against Jose Pedraza uh, in December of last year. Uh, so, you know, he's kind of like looking to try to be the um, maybe closer to being the undisputed champion at lightweight. Uh said in previous shows that I don't see uh, Lomachenko going any higher than lightweight. I think this is pretty much his limit. Uh, so uh, right now he's kind of like staying busy uh, here against Krola. Uh, he, you know, tried to uh, have the uh, matchup um, between Lomachenko and Richard Comey, as Comey had recently won the IBF version of the lightweight title. Uh, but due to an uh, injury suffered by Richard Comey, they couldn't really put that uh, fight together. And, of course, the WBC version of the lightweight title is, you know, most likely going to be vacated uh, by <clears throat> by uh, Mikey Garcia, uh, as he had his uh, recent fight against Earl Spencer in the 147-pound division. Uh, so you're going to, you know, later on down the line have your uh, WBC lightweight title uh, be put on the line um, with the top contenders that are out there at, um, you know, at uh, lightweight. Uh, but, I mean, for me, I just see this as uh, something where you kind of like will see um, Anthony Crowley be overwhelmed by Vasilomachenko. Uh This is going to be uh, something where, I mean, he, he kind of like tried to, you know, give it as much as he could um, against Linares in, in both of those fights. And in the second fight, he was, you know, much – more, you know, out of place against Linares than in the first fight. Uh, but here against Lomachenko, someone who uh, is, you know, a lot more mobile, a lot more active with his hands, um, and, and kind of like sees that if you're, you know, any any step slower uh, with your feet or your hands, he's going to show that he is, you know, that, you know, that confident uh, that he could, you know, overwhelm you. And I see pretty much a uh, stoppage victory coming for Anthony Krola in his fight against Vasilomachenko. Um, you know, that will be uh, coming uh, here on uh, Friday. Uh, that is going to be at the Staples Center. Um, you'll be able to see it on uh, ESPN uh, here in the uh, United States. Um in that you'll also see uh, that also in part of that card, you're going to have 
Cerdo Ramirez, who is the WBO super middleweight champion, um, move up and wait to face uh, Tommy Carpency uh, there. So uh, Carpency, who you know had been a world title challenger, uh, lost to Adonna Stevenson back in 2015. Um, you know, and had and had his uh, string of um, fights against you know Alexander Grabovsky. Uh, Chad Dawson, Andre Fafar, and Nathan Cleverly, uh, who are, you know, among the notable fighters uh, there in the light heavyweight division. Um, but, uh, you know, here you have uh, Zerto Ramirez. I think they're going to try to see, you know, what he's going to be doing here at uh, light heavyweight and uh, try to, you know, Get him lined up uh, for a uh, world title fight uh, there at uh, the light heavyweight division, um, you know, against Sergey Kovalev. Uh, they you know, have, you know, with him being the uh, former WBO super middleweight champion, uh, he gets his fight here and wins this fight, then he will be. Uh, basically the, you know, top two or top contender. Uh, therefore, that um, light heavyweight championship. So uh, that is something that we're going to be looking for here with uh, Zerto Ramirez. As, you know, we thought that he would kind of like stay there within the uh, super middleweight division, but uh, he kind of like made it official that, uh, he will be there uh, to contend in the light heavyweight division. Uh, so we're going to see Zerto Ramirez uh, going up against Tommy Carpency in the um, co-feature bout in that ESPN telecast on Friday, April 12th. Um, so those are two fights that you're going to be looking for on April 12th. Uh, Gerardo Ramirez against Tommy Carpency. And then the main event, Vasil Lomachenko defending his unified lightweight titles against Anthony Krola. Now, on the 13th, um, we have a pretty uh, active um, card. Um, you know, we're going to have uh, fights that are going to be on Fox Sports 1 and also on Showtime. Um, so what we're going to have, um, you know, on Fox Sports 1, you're going to have Caleb Truax going up against Peter Quinlan. Uh, of course, uh, Truax is a uh, former super middleweight champion. Peter Quinlan, you know, all, uh, is also, you know, a, a former middleweight champion uh, that had, you know, moved up to the super middleweight division after his uh, loss to Daniel Jacobs back in 2015. So, um, you know, now what you have is a thing here where we're going to see what Peter Quillen is going to be able to against someone like uh, Caleb Truax, who, you know, did um, win, you know, win a uh, version of the super middleweight title at one point. 
um, with Truex. And for uh, Quillen, if he's able to get this win, then he'll be able to, you know, kind of like put himself uh, there uh, as a potential, you know, uh, world title contender. Of course, you have, you know, Anthony Durrell there that recently won the WBC version of the Super Middleweight title and Caleb Plant that has the IBF version of the Super Middleweight Championship. So uh, that's uh, with these uh, two guys here, Quillen and Truax, right now you have um, those two guys uh, being in the top five in the IBF uh, version of the Super Middleweight Championship uh, with uh, Truax also being included in the WBC rankings. So uh, that's uh, something where uh, we'd have to find out if uh, one of these two guys is going to be uh, coming out of there as a uh, higher-ranked contender for Plant's uh, Super Middleweight Championship. They don't have uh, anyone rated in the top two. Uh, so with uh, these two guys going up against each other, they, that may put uh, them you know, right in the position to be the top contender against Caleb Plant for that IBF Super Middleweight Championship. Um, and then also, you know, included in this particular card, uh, you do have Sergey Drevianchenko going up against Jack Koke uh, with Drevianchenko, you know, former um, champion uh Oh, uh, I mean, excuse me, not a uh, former championship contender, uh, as he did uh, lose to Daniel Jacobs last year uh, by a split decision um, in October over in uh, Madison Square Garden. Now he is uh, going up against uh, Jack Colke, who, you know, was a uh, interim champion at uh, super middleweight um, and had like a minor a middleweight championship uh, there <clears throat> from uh, last year. Uh, so, you know, I think this one here is uh, where you're going to see uh, Drevianchenko pretty much uh, kind of like try to see if he can get back into the um, middleweight scene or middleweight contender scene uh, out there uh, for for that particular division. Um, going up against Jack Koke. Um, you know, Koke did have his uh, fight against Demetrius Andrade a couple of years ago, uh, lost by split decision. Um, but uh, he he was able to, you know, try to get back into it, into the scene from 2018 as following his loss to Demetrius Andrade, he also uh, lost by unanimous decision to Masi Tulecki, um, you know, who also contended for a uh, middleweight title. And uh, we also saw Tulecki recently um, defeat Gabe Rosado uh, over in Philadelphia. So that was um, and, and and that was a uh, fight that I was uh, able to see live, and um, that was a, a fairly good fight uh, there between Seleka and Rosado. But for uh, Jack Colke, uh him trying to see if he can get back into it against Sergey Drevianchenko, this may be a very difficult fight for him 
uh, for him to uh, take and for, you know, him to, you know, actually have. So um, that is, you know, one thing that also is, you know, on slate uh, there on the 13th. You also, you know, I also didn't include that the WBO Super Welterweight title will be on the line on uh, the 13th uh, over in uh, Mexico as Jaime Munguia faces Dennis Hogan with uh, Munguia being undefeated, 32-0 going up against Dennis Hogan, who is 28-1-1, 28 wins, one loss, one draw. Uh, So uh, Munguia is there as, you know, some some kind of like put him as the uh, top rated guy in the super welterweight division. Well, you know, of course, I, I kind of like disagree with all of that. Um, as you have a unified super welterweight champion by the name of Jared Hurd that you know has uh, you know more higher uh, rated wins on his record. Uh, than Munguia does. So, um, but you still have Munguia out there uh, with the WBO Super Welterweight Championship uh, going up against Dennis Hogan, and uh, he'll be uh, putting that uh, title on the line. But the major event that's going on April 13th for me is the undisputed female middleweight championship that will be going down at Boardwalk Hall in Atlantic City as the IBF, WBA, and WBC champion Caressa Shields goes up against the WBO champion Christina Hammer. Both fighters undefeated. Uh, you have Carissa Shields there at 8-0. Christina Hammer at 24-0. Of course, you have Carissa Shields, the two-time Olympic gold medalist, uh, was able to you know, be the uh, world uh, champion at uh, super middleweight and then going down to, um, you know, middleweight before uh, winning the titles there at middleweight. And then you have Christina Hammer, uh, who is, you know, the uh, longtime um, professional veteran, uh, had the, you know, WBO version of the middleweight title, uh, you know, Ever since 2013, I uh, also had like a, uh, you know, a, a minor version uh, of the uh, female middleweight championships. Um, but, uh, you know, also was, you know, trying to get back at, uh, get a uh, fight there against Carissa Shields. This is uh, something um been, uh, you know, thought about uh, for, you know, the past uh, few months or so. They, you know, tried to get this fight put together um, last year, uh, but didn't necessarily uh, 
have that uh, happen. Uh, so thing about it is, is that, uh, you know, you had it to where they wanted to put the fight together uh, back in uh, October and November, uh, but, you know, a, a uh, injury of sorts uh, kind of, you know, pushed this uh, fight back. Uh, so when that uh, happened at, in uh, 2018, if you were able to uh, follow the uh, All Access uh, episodes, you know, the All Access episodes that were on Showtime, you see that both both of these fighters are well well anticipating this fight. If you didn't see it live, they still have it on demand. They have it on YouTube. Go to uh, the Showtime Fox YouTube page, and you'll be able to see uh, the two episodes uh, there, kind of like chronicling, you know, chronicling uh, their you know uh, adventures uh, leading into uh, this fight that's happening on April 13th, and uh, it's something where, you know, I kind of like see that it's going to be the toughest fight for both fighters, so you could uh, easily see that. Uh, you see that, uh, you know, Christina Hammer is going to be uh, out there probably uh, giving uh, Shields a little bit of um uh, things where she has to adjust a little bit. Uh, you know, Shields is the uh, shorter shorter fighter, and uh, and uh, Hammer has the uh, longer reach. But uh, something where, you know, I think that I, I, I see that, you know, Clarissa Shields is, uh, you know, very uh, confident in her abilities to, you know, make adjustments in this particular fight against Christina Hammer. Uh, you see that um, you have John David Jackson on the side of uh, Clarissa Shields in this particular fight. So uh, that's something that, you know, uh, Shields is kind of like uh, use, uh, trying to use in her favor there. Uh, that, you know, she she's you know, having John David Jackson be a, be a main trainer, uh, she was able to be out there in the uh, U.S. Olympic, um, you know, uh, training facility over in Colorado, uh, so that uh, she she's uh, getting herself uh, prepared for this fight against Christina Hammer. Uh, um, they have built this fight to be, you know, as the uh, biggest fight in women's boxing, uh, that the winner kind of, like, puts herself as the top fighter uh, there for women's boxing. Uh, you know, hopefully uh, the, the fight gets this, you know, the amount of attention that, you know, I feel that it should get. Um, you know, you have, like, a lot of the um, other fighters out there. Of course, you have Katie Taylor, who's the unified champion in the lightweight uh, division. Cecilia Brekus, who's 
been a long time undisputed welterweight champion. Uh, person who who's you know been a uh, world champion there at lightweight. Uh, we're supposed to you know see Katie Taylor and uh, Delphine Person uh, fight later on down the line. It's supposed to be included as part of that June first card there in um, the Madison Square Garden for that uh, Anthony Joshua Jarrell Miller uh, fight. Uh, so we gotta see. If this fight here between Teresa Shields and Christina Hammer, the winner of that kind of like puts them up there within the uh, top uh, three or four or top two, um, pound for pound uh, in women's boxing and kind of like have the winner be seen as one of the faces of women's boxing as if they aren't uh, that already. I think Clarissa Shields feels like she is the face of women's boxing as it is uh, right now. And uh, she has been, you know, very vocal, very, um, you know, said, uh, I would say, you know, very active uh, in social media, outside of social media, um, you know, communicating back and forth uh, with, uh, people there, so you know that's uh, something that you know I'm kind of like looking forward to with this uh, fight here at Boardwalk Hall in Atlantic City on the 13th. So uh, that's what we pretty much have uh, coming up. Uh, like I said, you got that Vasilovichenko fight against Anthony Crowler. You have. Clarissa Shields going up against Christina Hammer. You have Jaime McGill against Dennis Hogan. Uh, Peter Quillen against Kenneth Truax. Uh, Sergey Drevyuchenko against Jack Colcase. So we got a pretty, pretty uh, active uh, little day in boxing uh, here to kind of like make up for you know, this past weekend or this weekend where you really didn't have, you know, that much going on um, pretty much on TV uh, this weekend. Uh, so there was, you know, nothing on. Uh, there was probably, you know, they had like something on uh, what it was. I think it was, um, you know, a couple of, you know, minor cards that were out uh, this past weekend. Uh, but, you know, nothing that kind of like really – Got the interest of uh, you know multiple fight fans that are out there, so they kind of like you know had a little bit of a hiatus there of sorts uh, before we kind of like pick it up here on Friday, Saturday, and then the next week coming, you're gonna have the uh, ESPN pay per view headlined by Terrence Crawford against the Khan That's gonna be at Madison Square Garden. Uh, you also have on Fox, Danny Garcia going up against Adrian Granados. Uh, so that's going to be uh, on April 20th there in the uh, boxing season. So that kind of like, you know, gets things picked right back up uh, there uh, before we, you know, have uh, things kind of like getting uh, back into the uh, thick of things. In in the um, in the boxing uh, world now, 
one thing that you know I have not talked about uh, that has uh, been you know part of this uh, that that's coming up later this month is a uh, fight that you know I, I guess uh, snuck right snuck right into uh, you know people's uh, people's radar and this is a for me this is a uh, fairly key fight there in the lightweight division. So on Saturday, April twenty seventh, twenty nineteen, on Showtime, you're going to have the vacant IBO and vacant WBA world lightweight titles on the line as former champion Robert Easter Jr. goes up against another former champion in Francis Barthelemy. Now, of course we had, you know, Robert Easter Jr. who had been uh in two fights last year. Uh he had his uh one fight that was in the Barclays Center uh in Brooklyn against Javier Fortuna where he won a split decision before going into the unification bout against Mikey Garcia in the summer of 2018. We lost by unanimous decision and was knocked down in that particular fight. Going up against Francis Barcelomy, uh, who's coming in there 27 and won his low loss against Curl Relic in that rematch from the uh, fight that they had back in the National Harbor in May 2017. On March 2018 in that rematch, it was a completely different fight. Her relic not only outworked Francis Barcelomy, but Barcelomy himself just didn't have much of an effort at all in that particular matchup. It was one of the most disappointing performances that I have seen in a world title fight. Uh, and relic was able to get that unanimous decision win to get. At the time, that WBA Super Lightweight Championship. Uh, now, uh, he comes down to lightweight, back down to lightweight to go up against Robert Isha Jr. in this uh, main event that's going to be at the Cosmopolitan in Las Vegas. Uh, that is, <laughs> and you talk about two guys that uh, you know seem to be. Uh, very active um, with their, you know, punchy output or whatever it is um, that could, you know, pretty much uh, work behind their jab in order to, you know, get more uh, offense out. Uh, that That's what you're going to get here in this particular matchup. And uh, that's something that, you know, I'm kind of like looking forward to, Going down or breaking up, breaking down a little bit more um, in the next couple of weeks, as uh, this is something that you know kind of could, you know, kind of set what else is out there in the lightweight division. Um, you know, I, 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 especially with you know that Lomachenko Krola match coming up on a Friday, um, and you know Richard Kobe 
still having to recover from his injury and then seeing what happens in the WBC as you're going to have that WBC version of the lightweight title of being vacated by Mikey Garcia. So uh, that's what we have uh, coming up so far uh, there on April 27th. Uh, that kind of like you know, covers everything that uh, you know we have so far in the boxing scene. Uh, for the next few weeks or pretty much, you know, through the uh, rest of the uh, month of April, uh, other than uh, what's happening there in the World Boxing Super Series, you're going to have, you know, over in uh, Lafayette, Louisiana, the uh, semifinals of the World Boxing Super Series in super lightweight and at bantamweight. Reaches progress will be going up against Carl Relic for the WBA Super Lightweight Championship. And then on the Bantamweight division, you'll have Donato Donaire against Olade Tete for the WBA and the WBO Bantamweight Championships out there. So uh, that's something that uh, we're going to be uh, looking into later on down the line in the month of April. So, we got a few good fights that are going to be coming up uh, here over the next few weeks. So uh, boxing is not going to you know, have necessarily a slowdown in the month of April. Um, you know, with that being said, uh, that kind of like covers everything that we could cover in this episode of the Boxing Source Radio Show. Uh, pretty much going to cut things a little bit early. Uh, that is, you know, um, all that needs to be touched on. Uh, like I said, you can follow the Boxing Source on social media, on Instagram, the Boxing Source, Facebook, the Boxing Source, and on Twitter, Boxing Source too. Like I uh, say at the end of every show, the port of boxing is the hit, and that can hit. Not in the same trade. On that note, I'm out. Have a good evening, everybody.